Alright, so today's episode is going to be a little bit different because it's going to be a solo episode by your girl Karina, if you guys didn't know my name already. Um, yeah, the other two aren't couldn't make it this week and we were originally going to leave it for the week, but I just thought why not hop on and try a solo one. I've been listening to Pretty Personal's podcast and she does such a great job at doing independent podcasts and you know keeping her viewers engaged and listeners engaged and I thought why not give it a go. The topics that I'm going to go over in this episode are quite heavy hearted. I've been wanting to do this episode for a long time but we just felt like there was never a right time to do it because it can cause a lot of controversy but today I just felt like it was the right time and I was ready to just go for it and kind of help educate and give my opinion on what I think about things that happen within this topic and also try and open some minds to see that these things are a problem. So the topic that I'm referring to is discrimination within your own race. So what do I mean by that? So I mean, you know, we're we're so quick to call out discrimination if it was a white person being discriminative towards an Asian person or a white person being discriminative towards a black person and so on and so forth. It's so much easier to spot the discrimination happening from other races but we fail to talk about the massive discrimination that's happening within our own race. So this episode is going to be based on topics such as skin colour, money, caste and religion. I just felt like these four are the major things that can cause discrimination within your own race. And it's crazy when you think about it because we're all the same colour, we're all from the same culture. And that's the thing. So you can have the same culture, but if you're different in other aspects, that's when discriminative things start to happen. And that's when people start to discriminate against you or anybody else like you. So it got me thinking, like, why does this occur? And Speaking from my own experiences, it's happened more to me from other Asians than from white people or black people or anybody who's not from the Indian race, right? So Asians as a whole, so for those of you who don't know, Asia is a massive continent and it consists of so many different countries and we all look so different. So I'll give you an example. So I was in the nail shop a couple of weeks ago getting my nails done and my nail man is Vietnamese. So he was just, you know, we were having conversation and he was just talking about how his son or daughter is going out with an Asian person. And I turned around and I said, Tim, you know, you're Asian too, right? And then he was like, yeah. And I was like, why do we only call Asian people in Britain people from the South Asian descent? Whenever it's another part of Asia we never class them as Asian and it really hit me then and I think what is the reason behind that and I don't know whether it's something simple like um, having more populated area of Asian people being like looking like myself or looking more South Asian so I don't know whether that's just it and now everybody's got into a habit of it but it did get me thinking and that's when I started to really think about the discrimination that happens within your own race so let me break it down for you. There is a lot of colorism within my culture and I know that it happens in a lot of cultures but I could only speak for my own culture. So for example if somebody is darker than you they are classed as more ugly. I know it sounds really straight up and savage 
but they are that's the truth of it however if you're white and you're lighter skinned the lighter you are the more beautiful you are perceived anything in the middle <clears throat> is considered average right but then there's such a wide spectrum of skin tones so anybody darker than me would not be acceptable to be my partner for example and I think this is a root issue between individuals in our culture so there's always like a thing so let's talk about marriage for example if a man is darker than his wife it's deemed okay because the wife is deemed as very beautiful because she's lighter than her husband and he's done very well pulling a white girl as Indians would like to say um, or a light-skinned girl who is very beautiful now if it was the other way around there'll be so much scrutiny on the guy for marrying somebody who's uglier than him and it's all because she's darker skinned so then I start to relate these situations to my own family or my own friends and I think why does this go on so my dad is a lot darker skinned than myself and my mom is also a tiny bit darker than me so when I was born people made comments to my mother and my father saying oh wow she's so white and if you look at me I'm just a normal brown color right but in my family when at the time that I was born people made comments to my mom saying wow she's so white and obviously hearing these stories growing up you don't think to challenge colorism you don't even know it exists you just think it's the norm but now I'm 24 years old I think about that comment and I think what were they thinking like if I was my dad's color it doesn't mean I wouldn't be as beautiful but I know that the, the, the Indian community would make me feel less beautiful and they always have barriers in place for people who are darker skinned especially women and it's always like oh you're never gonna find a husband or you're not beautiful or don't go out in the sun because you're gonna get too dark and for men too this also happens with men and it's just mind-boggling to know that so I think if that is handled and dealt with so that everybody in our culture knows you know what we have the same culture why does skin color matter because skin color does not define anybody as a person and it doesn't define anybody's beauty beauty is subjective to every single person and you know in an ideal world that would be the case right it would be let's tackle this issue let's make sure this never happens but it's been carried on for so many generations that it's been embedded into people's heads now and I always say Indian people have such Indian people have such a color thing now like it's always about color and when I think back to my previous experiences as a younger person so maybe when I was about 15 16 I was also like that so I remember asking one of my teachers at school are you Indian and she turned around and said to me no I'm half Italian and half white and I was like oh that makes sense then and then she was like no I'm only joking she was like of course I'm Indian it's just because I'm way lighter than you doesn't mean I'm not Indian and that's when I kind of realized that we all come in different colors and different skin tones and we should instead of you know getting at people who are darker skin toned as well like embrace our differences and we will become unstoppable but unfortunately the world doesn't work like that and that's something I've had to get used to so money is also a massive thing in my culture 
Money is given whenever something good happens as a form of, you know, reward or even love because we tend to label it as pyar, which means love. So money has a big part to play in my culture and sometimes it can come back and bite us on the bottom. Let's be real. So traditionally, um, if your family was poor, you were labelled into a certain category of people and that was based on your occupation because you were poor because of the occupation that you did. And when it comes to marriage, I know a lot of this is related to marriage, guys, on a side note, um, but a lot of my culture is related to marriage, so this is the only way I can probably put it into examples um, with this topic, um, with this subtopic for sure. But yeah, so again, it would be traditionally, let's go back traditionally, let's go back in time a little bit. So if you were a girl and you came from a poor family, your family would do everything in their power that you were married off into a wealthy family. And that's because it's the parents' responsibility to marry their daughter off and make sure she's going to be looked after by her in-laws, i.e. her husband and her husband's parents. The fact that they had no money to give means they had to find somebody who had money to provide. That was how it's traditionally done. Because if you look at it, in a parental point of view, my daughter will be better off married off to somebody rich because she'll have access to way more resources she'll have some money to spend she'll be able to live her best life with her husband in a parental point of view to me it makes sense and to many others of my community it makes sense so this is where money could also be a downfall so i watched this bollywood movie the other day with my grandma right i don't know what it's called but i'm going to describe it to you guys so it starts off with a scene and the brother of the bride um, and the father were looking at things they could give to their husband to the bride's new husband's family or fiance's family at this point because also back in the day there was a thing called a dowry which is something that the bride's side would give to the groom as a gift so the movie started off with the family being poor they only had a pen to give and it was like engraved or um, encrusted with something they only had a pen to give as a dowry in return the the fiance or the new husband's family turned around and said you know what we're not marrying your daughter this is all you have to give us it's not happening so they just rode off into the sunset without their new bride um being a bollywood movie it did get a little bit dramatic but also had some sort of like realness to it as well so in the film she commits suicide because she couldn't handle what had just happened and then her dad committed suicide no her dad died of a heart attack with all the stress and then the girl decided to commit suicide because she felt like she couldn't put her face anywhere which is like a thing of shame and yeah so it got me thinking again like I'm such a thinker when I see things with my culture I just get thinking straight away so it got me thinking and I was like, what the hell is going on here? So I asked my parents, I said, did you guys get a dowry when you got married? And my mum was like, yes, but it wasn't a big deal if one wasn't given. But now it's pretty much been abolished in my family. I don't know about other families. So, which is a great sign of progression. Well done, guys. <laughs> it still happens now. So for example, if your family is not as wealthy as the people you hang around with, all the people around you or in your community or at school or at, at work or anything you will feel it and the reason I feel like 
you would feel it is because of the fact that things are shown off a lot we have this you don't have this so for example when I was at school I used to be so ashamed of telling people that my mom and me used to shop in home bargains because at school the people who I hung around with or people in my in my class I would think that they would think that was shameful because home bargains is a place where there's cheap stuff obviously as a grown woman I'm a cheapskate now I go to Aldi I go to home bargains I go to Poundland like it's all good now but back then in school, I was so ashamed to tell people that we'd go to home bargains because of the fact that they'd have such a negative response to it. You tend to hold off when talking about money. And a lot of people don't like talking about money as it is. And the reason I think you you hold off is because sometimes I think from back in the day, people were ashamed to talk about that they didn't earn as much as some people. And I think that's why it's so... It's almost taboo to talk about money in our culture now, about how much you earn or how much your bills are, or how much your mortgage is, it's taboo, nobody talks about it. And partly, yes, it's a privacy reason, and it's nothing to do with anybody. But also, if it was used in an educational way to kind of guide you into not making the same financial mistakes as your parents or your uncles and aunties or your cousins made, it would make life so much easier. But because it's never discussed, you're kind of just, you kind of just have to figure it out by yourself. And in that same sense, you will stay in the rut of what your family do because no one ever talks about it no one ever wants to bite the bullet and discuss why these things are happening and even when it comes to marriage again like they'll never discuss money but there will always be somebody who lifts their nose up if people live in a terrace house for example and I've seen it happen firsthand and I think this is the part of my culture that I absolutely hate and it's being more materialistic about things and actually looking at people for human beings and I think it's missed out so much and I think it really really needs to change because we in my culture you always judge people on other things external things rather than who they are as a person and that really sinks in and don't get me wrong I was also raised this way I had to kind of step away and think no this isn't the right way to do things you have to break the cycle on your own if you spot it's an issue and that's exactly what I'm trying to do and it's not easy when you've got people around you who still think like that and still preach that you have to do this and you have to judge people but you have to be so strong and strongly grounded that you can back your own case and start to change things all right so gonna move on to something a little bit more juicy now so within my culture there's always been problems with religion interfaith marriage and the problem is in india there's so many different religions so there's christians there's sikhs there's hindus there's muslims there's buddhists there's so many different religions there and in Punjab, you used to coexist with people so you'd coexist with your hindu neighbors you'd coexist with your sikh neighbors and your muslim neighbors all together until partition everything kind of got a bit mash up then as we know the colonizers you know displaced everyone but yeah so there's always been like a really big stigma against people of the same you know ethnicity of you but who follow a different religion and yes if you are religious most religions say you must marry someone of your own religion however a lot of people in our culture and our generation are kind of like part-time religious so 
yes they will identify as a religion because their family identifies as a religion and so have their ancestors but they don't really follow the religion if you go down to you know the logistics of it all so it got me thinking and i was like if we used to coexist why can't we coexist now and why is it so taboo to even have friends who are different religions to you and even marry someone who's a different religion to you and also judge people who are the different religions to you and we're focusing on you know intercultural discrimination so this is what i say so for example one of the biggest things is there's always been a rift between hindus and sikhs and i know part part of it stemmed from the whole 1984 and blue star operation and i totally get why there is some animosity still however i do feel like we need to reach some middle ground at some point because not everybody is the way that they are not everybody hates Sikhs and not everybody hates Hindus and the fact is we're all human at the end of the day so sometimes I think and I think why are things not changing in that sense why do we judge people who are Hindu why do we judge people who are Sikh why do we judge people who are Muslim and the key thing I came to know is that because they are not the same as you now let's think about that sentence for a second they're not the same as you because they're not anybody who's different to you is automatically deemed as bad or not good for the family or not good for you always hang around or marry somebody who's the same religion as you right and in a way yes it makes it easier when you have children because you'll be both on the same page of what to raise your children as and i 100 percent can hold my hands up and get it but the problem i'm trying to make aware is that Hindus and Sikhs don't get along most of the time and an example of this I'll give you a real life example of this so an uncle of mine used to work for West Midlands bus travel West Midlands travel and in their lunch canteen there were a bit like you know 100 bus drivers on their lunch breaks and he got his food and he went to sit at this table and somebody at that table said to him sorry you can't sit here it's, this is a Sikh table you need to go sit with the Hindus over there so naturally he went and he just thought all right it is what it is but when he told us that story I was absolutely mortified since when are we segregating between Hindus and Sikhs in the workplace now why do we think that's okay with both sides with Sikhs and Hindus Hindus decide to sit separately and so did Sikhs it was both of them why is that existing in this day and age why are things not changing and the fact of the matter is nobody wants to change everybody likes it everybody likes the rift of hindus and sikhs everybody likes to carry on that that you know that animosity that happened in 1984 and all this stuff and it's like you can't judge somebody based on their religion you can't think any less of them based on your religion because you're the only one stopping each other from getting on with each other and that's the main thing you're the only people who are stopping it i work for an organization who run their company based on islamic values so it's part of the islamic faith now a lot of people misjudge it and they think oh karina's going to convert to be a muslim because she works for a company that leads their action and their work on islamic faith and when i got the job i faced loads of backlash because of the company that I went to work for because in my culture my family 
my religion, I don't have a religion, but my family's religion, you can't work with Muslims. You can't work under Muslims. You can't work for somebody who has Islamic values. Why? I asked them. I literally said, why? Because I'm that type of person, I'll question you if you're not making sense. Or if you've been ignorant, I will question you. So I questioned them and I said, why? I don't know, just because they're Muslim. And what has that got to do with anything? We just don't mix with Muslims like that. That was the answer I got. We just don't mix with Muslims like that. And then you get some people who think it's okay to discriminate against Muslim people. And I, I, I stand there baffled. And previous Karina would never have said anything. But 23-year-old Karina's out here like trying to put everyone right and just say, you know, it's unfair for you to think that way just because they base their ethos on Islamic faith or Islamic values even doesn't mean they're trying to get everybody to turn Muslim. Doesn't mean they're all terrorists. Doesn't mean that it's no good for me because I haven't come from a Muslim family. It's absolutely mind boggling. I will never understand it. And I think by me taking that job and actually enjoying it, my culture hates it. People in my culture hate it that I work for people and I work with the majority of most of my, most of my colleagues are Muslim and people in my culture hate it that I don't care about it. And, you know, I get on with it. I, you know, knew I was going to face a lot of backlash when I got the job. My parents didn't really say anything because they know what I'm like as a person. So they didn't expect anything different. However, when my parents tell other people about the role, they laugh it off and they're like, oh, guess where Karina works? And I kind of had to tell them and I say, look, if you're ashamed of me working there, that's absolutely fine. You're, you have your own right to your own opinion, but don't make that opinion known or don't enforce that opinion on me because I do not feel that at all. And that's why I really started to feel the rift. And I even had comments like, why do you want to work for them for? Why wouldn't I want to work for them? That is the question. And you're saying them like they're aliens, they're Muslims, they're people who believe in a different faith. You believe in Sikhism, you have a different faith. You believe in Hinduism, you have a different faith. Why can't we respect each other's faiths? Why do we have to put all these stereotypes on people just because they follow a certain, a certain faith? And honestly, hand on my heart, it's the best job I've ever had, ever. And people hate to hear that too. How could it be the best job you ever had with who you work for? I don't know, why don't you give it a go? That's what I always say, why don't you give it a go? And you know, it's so bad that I know people who won't even eat halal meat because they are like, well, Muslim people don't eat our meat, so why would we eat their meat, you know? And this is actual, these are actual things that I hear on a day-to-day -day basis from people in my culture. And I only felt like it was right to mention this because I've got friends who are Indian and Muslim too. And they get discriminated against and vice versa sometimes as well let's be real it's 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 a whole circle everybody gets discriminated against no matter who you are why can't our culture see that why can't they look past someone's religion or without making these assumptions about people we're all the same we're all human beings you don't have to follow another person's religion you just have to respect their religion without making an assumption about them based on their religion i'm trying to implement that in my own life so whenever you know, I hear people making comments, I'll be the first to say, look, think about it this way. What you're saying is not fair. 
but it's not easy being a girl in an Asian family and speaking up about these things because people are like, what do you know? All right, moving on to my last topic of today, which is probably the juiciest and most controversial of them all. Saved it till last, so I hope you guys are ready for it. Um, so let's bring it up. Let's do it. So let's talk about the caste system. Let's throw out the caste system as well while we're at it. God, this really, really gets on my nerves. I swear to God. Um, so let me give you some history. So my caste system was made in India hundreds of years ago to represent different occupations throughout India. So as a whole of India, Punjabi people are right at the bottom. They don't even exist. It's the Hindu people who are at the top in this, in this, in this sense. So Punjab then has their own sub occupations and sub castes with some being higher than others and some being below others. Now, traditionally, you would only marry into your own caste, which meant if you were a teacher, you could only marry someone who was a teacher. If you were a psychologist, you could only marry someone who's a psychologist. This is just me giving you general, you know, modern jobs to kind of help you understand this. So nowadays, it's actually still used in 2021 to determine whether you're fit for marriage or not. So, yeah, even not just marriage, like even hanging around with people and bringing people to your house. So my family as a whole do not believe in the caste system. We were never brought up with it. We were never even told about it. Um, the first time I heard the question, oh, so what caste do you? I was 11 years old at my birthday party and I turned around and I said, I don't know. I don't know what that is. And, you know, my friend was like, well, your surname is this, you are this didn't think anything of it i then heard them ask my my childhood friend the question and her face was completely different her face was very thrown off her face was very confused and she answered the question from these other group of friends but her face didn't shift there was a there was a feeling on her face that was left and that that expression did not leave her face the whole time and it's only now that I look back and I see it a little bit more. But at the time, I kind of just brushed it off because I didn't know what it was. So I then, I think a couple of days later, I asked my mum and I said that, oh, my friend said that this is what cast I am. And my mum was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We do not believe in that stuff. I don't want you mentioning it in this house. If somebody mentions it again, you deflect the conversation or you just don't answer the question. I was like, okay, I didn't, even then I didn't think it was a big deal. So I even remember like sitting in computer, I think it was like ICT class and a friend of mine was like Googling Jot surnames. And my surname came up, I'm not gonna lie. But, you know, she was very obsessed with the idea of casts and always looking for the right surnames that fit the, the cast and whatever. and. Bear in mind, we're 11 years old at this point, like how frightening is that? So yeah, that kind of went on. And then I got a bit confused with my religion and culture at some point during school because my dad's family are predominantly Hindu, whereas my mom's family are predominantly Sikh. So I did get very confused about this. And I know that people can argue that I'm being biased because I do come from an interfaith family and you're right. 
maybe I am being biased and I don't know what it's like to just come from one religion or one culture but this is my view as a whole and I just want to open your eyes and open your minds up to different views and different situations where people who are not like you are in as well so yeah the caste going back to the caste system so it causes a lot of rifts and I've heard people over the years, you know, tell their kids, oh, we don't want you hanging around with people who aren't the same caste as you. Um, stay far away from them. Stay far away from them. And these kids are probably under 10 years old. And this caste system is embedded in their heads so much that they have to live by it. And, you know, it's not just the higher caste. Unfortunately, a lot of people just think it's the jots who are like this. And it's not. Uh, I have friends from all different castes who are exactly the same way. Everybody just thinks theirs is the best for some reason. And, you know, slowly, slowly, it might fade away and it is fading away a little bit. Um, however, parents, my parents and parents of my parents' generation, it still lingers on with them as well. And I really want to ask them, like, why is it such a big deal? But it's such a sensitive topic to bring up too because in my point of view they might be like well who are you to ask you're not part of our family and i just think it sucks because we're all the same right so there's there's loads of different stages to this so if there's 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 discrimination within your own culture your own punjabi culture how on earth are you going to then get to the point of defeat and discrimination in the whole of india to then get into the point to defeat discrimination for like interracial relationships. And we can't even figure it out in our own race, in our own culture. So yeah, you're very much discriminated against. Like I remember sitting in my other ICT class, maybe it was, I think it was in year 11 or year 10. And there was a boy in my class and he basically said to me, I'm higher than you. And I said, what do you mean? And he was like, my family are higher than your family. Like you're below us. And at the time, just laughed it off. I was like, whatever, like you can think what you want to think. But now I'm 24 years old and I think about that comment and how damaging that comment is, you know? And people have already got, you know, presumptions of what my family are like just because of their caste. You don't know my family. You don't know how well we do. You don't know how we are breaking barriers. You don't know what we've had to overcome just because you are part of a caste that your ancestors did doesn't give you any right to look down on other people of your culture and i think that situation could have gone two ways it could have gone the first way which it did which was just forget about it it, it, it is what it is it's not that deep or it could have gone to the point of wow like it, it could really damage your self-esteem you know because somebody's telling you that you're you're worthless, you're you're below us. You must, you know, when someone says you're below us to me, it it, it comes across in a sense of, well, I'm better than you. And you know that person now, I can't imagine that he's doing any better than me in life. Um, the person that he was, like that's all he had to go off to kind of show he was a great person. He couldn't, you know, advocate for himself or anything now. And it does make me grateful in a sense that my family have never ever spoken about it and never had a problem with it. But it also has a downfall effect. And that downfall effect is you getting discriminated against when it's time for you to make friends or it's time for you to get married. 
because then you are on the receiving end and it's not a nice feeling to know that oh because we are higher than you you're not acceptable and I think in a way I kind of wish our family had embedded it in our heads um to begin with that this is a situation that you might come across but because we strongly don't believe in these things it's it's never been voiced another question that leads on to that though is the question of oh so where are your family from in India and what they mean when they when they ask that question is what village are you from because people can tell what you know what your family are like from the village that you come from so when my parents were we're getting married. Um, I think one of my mom's grandpas must have said to her, her parents, like, you know, you're not, you're not getting her married to my dad because of the village that he came from. He didn't like the people there and he didn't think they were good enough for her. But my mom's other granddad stood in and was like, you know what? You can't be like this, you know? It doesn't mean that this guy's like this. So then, you know, 30 years later, they're still here. So that's great. but. That doesn't happen so often. It's not that easy. So the fact that it's carrying on three generations and even people my age are, are, are practicing those things is very frightening for the future. But I think that it needs to definitely be addressed more. And just having these open conversations with people like, why do you think that because of the job your ancestors did? You, you you think you're above me or you think that you're better than me. But having these conversations are tricky, right? Because no one wants to have them because no one wants to accept what other people are saying. And that's another part of our culture that I absolutely can't stand. Let's be real. I'm being real with you guys right now. Can't stand it. We are better than you. We've got this. You've got that. But we've got this. It's jealousy. There's jealousy. There's envy. There's so many things that come into play with this and the caste system is still talked about to this day you know i don't see the i don't see why and it's even like when the so with the farmer situation that was going on traditionally farmers are jocks right in, in the punjab i know there was different there was different um farmers from all over the country but people who were not jock some people were saying why should we support them when all they do is shit on us? And a part of me was like, I totally get where you're coming from. But a part of me was like, no way is this correct in my eyes. This is not right. Like, this is human rights. This isn't about caste. This isn't about religion. This isn't about anything else. This is human rights. This is people's value of living that's going down the drain. Like, why can't people look past the fact of castes. The first thing that came into people's head was, oh, well, they're jots, they're farmers, why should we help? Why is your first thought not, you know what, these guys are starving, these guys are gonna have no quality of life. These are basic human rights being taken. Why is that not your first thought? My mom raised my brother and me on Sikh values, right? And one thing she always said was, you have to treat everybody equally. And she always, she always told me as well that, we love everybody, no matter who it is, and you respect everybody, no matter who it is. To the extent of that truth that she follows it, I'm not too sure, but those words stick with me as a person. And the fact that the religion is so peaceful and it wants love for all, and caste, the caste system was abolished in the religion too. This is what I don't understand. 
the caste system was abolished in the Sikh religion. Absolutely abolished. But people, you know, they want to choose some parts of the religion to follow, but not others, which is absolutely fine because that's what people do. But then this is the whole thing. This is the whole thing. The caste system is 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 ruining people's lives. It's ruining people's livelihood. Why are we causing such a divide between our people? Why are we causing that? We should all be united. We're all the same culture. We're all the same people. We're all, you're all the same religion. Like you've got so much more in common than your differences, yet you only count your differences. And if people sat back and thought, you know what? You'll, you will, for a fact, have more things in common than all these little differences that you only focus on. You only focus on the differences. And, you know, I, I personally have a little bit of faith because it has changed very, very slowly or it is changing. But I wish that people would have the conversations and just sit down and be real with one another. All right, that was the end of my first solo episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching. I know it's a bit weird that I'm just staring at you through the screen. Um, but yeah, this top, these, this has been on my mind for years, to be honest. Um, it's nothing new that's come up and I, I've mentioned it to the guys a few times. You know, we need to talk about this. So just a disclaimer, these are all my own opinions. But, you know, I do give these opinions that kind of open people's minds up and help educate on the issue and also help engage or even spark the discussion between people. And I hope you enjoyed this solo episode. I did miss my co-host, but I'm sure we'll be reunited very, very soon. Thank you so much. Bye.